Hi, and welcome to the Design Find Podcast, a space where women are interviewed and in conversation to discuss the highs, lows, and everything in between about being a woman in design. The Design Find has new episodes every Monday, so make sure you come back every week. You can find more on the Design Find Podcast Instagram. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome to the Design Find. Today we have Tamara, and we are going to be talking to her about her journey in the design field. So welcome, Tamara. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with you. Okay, so to begin, what is your story in the design? Let's just like a little brief about you. Well, I am based in San Diego, California, where I was born and raised. And I have a team of five designers that work along with me. Um, I have a design practice that focuses mostly on commercial interior design. Um, For the last 12 years, we've been creating really um, beautiful office, beautiful and functional office spaces. Um, But we've recently pivoted to add to our team um, a strategic partner that allows us to do more residential projects like high-rise condominiums, large apartment communities. Um, And so I like to call our new mix of interior design resumercial. So it's part residential and part commercial. Oh, that's super cool. And I like your new name. Could you also just talk about, I saw that an interest of yours is feng shui. Could you Um, share with the listeners how you got into feng shui and how it really ties into um, your field of design. Absolutely. So feng shui is, as you know, you probably see quite a bit of feng shui being located in Hong Kong. Um, It's a um, ancient sort of science and that combines the energies of heaven and earth to to balance in the most productive and positive way here on earth. So in your residence or in your business, we try to align all of the energies in your space to make sure that it's the most productive, efficient, and um, feels the best to both you and the occupants of the space and brings the most um, positivity in terms of good health, well-being, um, financial success. So feng shui is really uh, a way of looking at the design of your space, whether it's the things that occupy your space, how they're positioned, how much light is in your space, how much fresh air. We really try to balance all of those environmental factors along with the elements that we add to the space to make sure that it's the most efficient, effective and good feeling space possible for whatever, whoever and whatever is occupying the space, whether it's a home, an office, a business, um, good feng shui elevates the space and elevates the people in it. And truly it's something that you don't even recognize that is is in the space. If it's done well, all you notice is that the space really feels good and it looks beautiful um, as opposed to when there's poor feng shui in a space, you may find that your 
you know, bumping your ankles on tables and your, um, you know, there's dark corners. It just doesn't feel as good in the space. Um, can you talk yeah. more about feng shui? Because I live in Hong Kong and I know there's a lot of buildings that there's one there that has a hole in it so the dragon can go through. You're not supposed to walk right and look at a window, lots of water. Can you just talk more about that? Because I feel like many people hear about it, but they don't really know about it. Well, in the land of feng shui for sure. Um, and in the States, um, we have a couple of different types of way. We have both traditional feng shui, which is Hong Kong style, what you, the kind you see often, and then Western style feng shui. And I actually practice traditional Hong Kong style, is uh, really a the heaven at the heaven and earth together to make sure you're um, bringing those positive aspects of um, a good fortune, um, good health, and just a feeling of overall well-being into your environment. So how that works interior design is just making we balance all the positive energies of the space, make the space feel not only safe and comfortable, but um, inviting, well lit, um, and that the energy feels like it's flowing really um, positively through the space. And that's hard to really uh, analyze. It's more of a, a natural feeling that you get when you walk into a space. You either feel like it's truly inviting and that it makes you feel comfortable, or it can have almost like a a thick feeling like it it doesn't feel as inviting I'm sure you've been in spaces where you're just as soon as you walk in you go wow this is spectacular yeah. and I really love it um so at its basic level that's good feng shui um and there are a lot of rules and a lot of things to pay attention to in terms of how you create those um, feelings and how you balance that energy um which can take years to study but at its base level, it's just creating a beautiful space that makes you feel as good as it functions. So for people who don't really know about feng shui and they want to elevate their space, what are like three tips that you could say to um, elevate their space to make it more feng shui? I'm going to give some pretty easy ones anyone can do. I would um, just make sure that the clear, vibrant energy in place. So in order to do that, I would uh, make sure that there's fresh, clean air. If you can open windows, allow um, some, some natural air flow into your space, that would be really wonderful um, because it helps to move energy around your space. Um, good lighting, try to avoid those darkness. Um, I would add little um, bits of light if you could, whether it's reflection like a mirror fist um, or something that brings light space. So that would be something like um, if you don't actually have a lamp or a light in the area that you can add to a dark corner and definitely try to bring some element of uh, furniture or decor that helps to brighten space. So maybe something light and something brightly colored can help. Um, but also say, make sure that your 
people in your space. So talking about your living space, workspace, one of the things that help people comfortable is the chair that they most time in. So make sure well adjusted that you feel comfortable, supported, that um, you're not sitting in a dining room chair that back pain all day because that's not support the best sort of um, decision making and um, thought as your body because your body is all about good feng shui to your body position and um, how you as your um, work is is vitally important so I would say pay attention making sure that you're comfortable that your space is comfortable and that you're inviting energy into your environment as you're working or in your day-to-day life. So where did you learn all this? You mentioned that you got into the field around 12 years ago. So like where did you do a course on feng shui? Did you I, how did you just get back into the field? Yes, actually I did. I um that was how I kept my toe into design. I was shifting from a whole nother in advertising getting which I'm sure we'll touch because it's, it's related to how into this business. But um, I had an opportunity to explore new things. And I had all the sort of passing interest in feng shui, but I didn't know that much about it. And so I contacted a feng shui master that was in San Diego in the area. And he was teaching a sort of like an introductory on traditional Hong style feng shui and I took that course just fell in love with whole um, aspect of deep, the deeper meaning how we live our lives and how we, um, we assign to the things around us in our spaces as how we adjust the spaces where in order to make our feel better and more harmonious and it just resonated and so after the first course I took with her, I went right up for a deeper um, course that allowed me to get certified as a functional practitioner. And um, so I, once I received that certification, I actually started a little business feng shui. And I used to go to homes and help them adjust their space and their end and suggestions about how they could have more beneficial in their homes that would support what it is they were trying. So sometimes people would uh, contact me if they had a new home and they wanted to try to align the, the best ways that they or if they were experiencing issues in their life um, and they were trying to get pregnant and they're like, what do I do to bring more positive energy into the space? What, what do I do to align in the baby's room so that I can that energy into my space and make sure that I'm open. So, so I just, the aspect of helping to align their actions with their space. And that's truly what feng shui me to do in the beginning stages. So I had that business for probably a year and a half. And it was through that that I got contacted with first interior design client who actually had a business there in San Diego. He's CEO of a, of a corporation and he had a Japanese partner who came to visit and he wanted to make sure that office was aligned with good 
way and positive energy looked better uh, for the visit of his partner that would would be arriving in a few weeks. So I um with him and after a series, just a few meetings, it turned that he wanted to do more than just the way he needed some for your design and furniture he really needed to adjust space in more ways than just feng shui and that my foot in the door in the business that I have wow such a cool story so you didn't study it but you kind of got into it and you got into it as a passion which I think is the most important um but now what is like an average day or projects you work on in the design field? Well, I have a team of interior design professors that all have um, all have degrees in interior design and the technical aspects of design. They're really great with odd and uh, all of the programs, sketch programs that it really takes to do the job that we do well. Um, and I really love big vision of the company is, you know, I talk to our clients, um, and, and their culture problems that they're trying to solve or opportunities that they're trying to create within their space. For instance, um, someone may call who is trying to adjust their office because they, they are experiencing with getting their team back to work after COVID or during COVID. And they're trying to develop a space that feels supportive to their team, that feels like paid attention to all of the health and guidelines for COVID, but also uh, amplifies the, the productivity and of their team. So they want this to feel good, look and function well. Um, and they also want to pay attention to, to the requirements um, of it and maybe a space to the more of a functional. Um, now it's called a, a space that will allow flexibility, right? Where team members may not work from the office. They may work from a portion of the time or maybe all the time and only come into this for meetings. So this way of occupying an office or a workspace has really changed. Um, my industry has caused a lot of CEOs and business owners uh, to rethink the spaces that their teams are. So that's caused a lot of um, outreach people like me and firms like mine, where they need a professional insight on how to do that well. Um, if they need new furniture in order to happen or if they just to adjust the space, which is like planning within their office. So that's something that I do in, in my commercial um, business, but so now we're doing residential and um, more eventually um, in spaces. So those clients maybe who are building a new apartment building and a clubhouse, or they have a pool, yeah, um, and they have little homes and they need to really make the environment feel inviting new residents who may touring the spaces and they feel like there's something that draws them into that space that want to to live in community and uh, 
um, the identity culture and the vibe of base is really, really important point. And so for a company like mine, sure that we not only technical design and we choose all dishes and the furniture, the fiction, but we create this energy and this vibe of um, you know, uplifting a good positive energy. These people, as soon as they walk the door, really feel like want to know more about this space and yes I'd love to live here. So how do you think COVID has had an impact on your industry? People are home more but not in the office and I'm sure there's a lot of people asking you how do I make this space better for me that I'm able to work here and sleep here and cook here all in one space. So what are some things that you learned over that period? Yeah, it, there's definitely been a huge change in the way that people um, live their day-to-day -day lives and how they incorporate work into maybe their home life or how the their lives have merged. Not It's not just a defined, you live during this time and you work during this time and there's two different spaces to do those things. Um, oftentimes now, there's um, the two are very, um, cohesive. And so there's not a lot of separation between, between living and working. And, um, and so that all has to be much more holistic. And so we really think through, okay, what are the zones that you want to have in your home or in your office where even in an office space where people are still going into work, we want to create spaces where there's a collaborative space, there's like a lounge space, there's a brainstorming area, there are spaces away from your initial um, assigned work desk or work office, where you can go and collaborate with your team safely, where you can um, have conversations and meetings that maybe are more creative, that inspire new ideas and um, new ways of doing business. Those at work are really, really important. So during COVID, we actually found quite a shift in both residential and office space. And in I was talking about in office spaces, we've really created zones that allow people to work on their desk as efficiently as they would at their desk. They may be uh, a Zoom room where they can have small meetings with their clients, or there may be a space where they can collaborate with their team members. And um, there's more of, um, more of a fresh energy than them sitting at their desk all day, right? Get to have a different body posture. They get to be a little bit more relaxed. Um, it's more of that, um, it doesn't take the, nine to five mindset anymore to perform your job that you can do your work from a lounge chair from um, your coffee table from your dining table um, from your seat at starbucks coffee shop or from your office and people can be efficient in many many different scenarios and so even in an office space we create those scenarios we create 
a space that feels more like a coffee shop so that people get away from their desk and they go over to the hospitality bar and they can plug their computer in and do their work. Or if they're at home, they can pick up their laptop and go from um, their kitchen table outside to their outdoor patio and they still have Wi-Fi and able to functionally do their just as well as they would um, inside. Really, these the sense of environment and the way that space to function to do work and be creative, all different scenarios is really opened up across the board. And so as trainers, it's our job to react and to make sure that we're listening to the latest research, that we're reading the latest articles, and that we're able to really be on the cutting edge of what's available to our clients in terms of the best furniture, the best um, technology, and all of the items that will really make our clients feel as efficient and effective as possible in any environment that they might need to be in. So would you say there is a trend of what people wanted during COVID? Did people want more comfortable living rooms? Did they want desk spaces everywhere where there's more of like a trend with people were building a new space um, during COVID, something that they were tend to look for? I think people were shifting to something called resort living, which means that your home really functions in so many different ways for you. Like it becomes your hub for not only your family life, but could be your hub for also business life, for socializing, um, for your family. It's really got to incorporate all of those things in one, um, in one space. And so whereas people used to see a division between home and work, or even home and socializing because they may go out to a restaurant or do an activity with their family outside of their home. Now really during COVID that shifted so that the home becomes the central meeting, greeting, loving and living space, right? It's everything all at once. And so making sure that, um, that we really fulfill all the needs, um, whether it's the nine to five work um, or the family gathering, the socializing, the media, you know, the technology, it all has to be incorporated and updated. So we've seen a lot of, we've seen people really invest in their homes during this time. They've, um, they've done a lot of uh, living spaces have really popular and um, people have invested in technology even outside of homes meaning like if they have barbecue or, or outdoor patio area they bring technology tv wi-fi right outside to the so they can function as efficiently as they would inside their home um, they've created spaces around internet like the tv where they have more seating more capacity to host friends, family, and loved ones. This gathering has turned into more of a based, um, home-based thing, COVID. So yes, everything has truly changed to really be more of a, uh, your home is your hub and creating that space where people can gather, can work, can um, socialize all in one 
focus has become really, really over the last two years. That's super cool to hear about. So more focusing on you, what is your favorite thing about being an interior design? Oh, you know, it's probably the job changes every day. Every new client, there's new challenges. I'm wiser. After 12 years of being in business, I know I have a lot of resources. I understand a lot of, um, a lot of furniture and um, I can use tools really well over again. So for instance, I might use the same 12 tools over and over for my job, but the way I use them for each particular client can change. And so um, depending on the problems that I'm solving for them or the, um, the particular situation of their home or their office, um, I can use a product or a skill that I have as a designer in a completely new and different way with every single client. And so it just makes my job really interesting, extremely creative. Um, and I think as designers, we also love that aspect of creating something new. And so even if I'm using a similar product or something that I'm familiar with, um, that I've used in past jobs or with other clients because I love it or it's a wonderful resource. I try to tweak it in a new and unique way for each and every person that I use it for. And so that creates that like fun, unique energy in my business every single day. So you must have seen a lot of different people and requests over the 12 years that you've been an interior designer. Are there some that stand out to you? Like, wow, that was a cool project. Wow, that was something I never thought I would do. Um, yeah, actually, we have every project we have has been really unique about it. Um, we created a roof deck for one where um, he would have a view of the ocean, was able to just get up one level higher on his home. We were able to um, create the plans that would allow for him to another level to his home that would uh, that created the elevation roof deck and then we pushed it and created this outdoor live with his laptop and do his work and see from his roof deck that was really a fun and exciting project because were um, literally elevating his design to whole new levels um, and creating something that was that functioned in so many compelling ways for him. Just really fun for us. In San Diego, we're to live an outdoor living, um, type yeah, where we have such great weather most days of the year that be able to create a space that functions that way for someone that they can actually capitalize on and create a such um, value in the real estate market. You know, when he goes to sell that home later, that deck will add true value to his home um, and will definitely pay for itself and then some. And so that was a really, really fun project to work on um, as an example. But literally, we do something unique and different in every single project that we work on. You know feng shui 
becomes a part of your life practice, you can't not use it because just a part of who see the environment now. So at a very basic level, use it on every single project. Um, I want every space to feel harmonious, well-balanced, as positive as possible, and as functional for the person that's living in it as possible. So part of uh, what makes feng shui so unique is that um, there's no rules that you, you apply the same way every single time. It's unique to each and every space. And so um, as I'm doing design, I take into account um, feng shui and how it affects each and every space. And then I make recommendations to my clients um, that may, they may never know has anything to do with feng shui. I may just say, you know, it'd be really nice to add more light in this corner or gosh, it'd be, it brings such great energy to add a mirror here because it's, you know, it's sort of a dark space and we can elevate this and really bounce some energy around this, you know, small hallway. So I will, I will take things that I know are feng shui recommendation or cures, but I don't talk about them specifically as feng shui. I don't label them, right? Mm -hmm. I just say, this is, this would be a great recommendation for you. And, and if people are interested in feng shui, I'm happy to talk more deeply with them about it. But usually I do it in sort of a subtle way so that people just um, know that I'm working to develop the best and bright positive energy in their space possible. And, and oftentimes they never realize that I may have given them a cure to a way problem that they had. Um, but the result that they feel something that elevates and creates more positivity in their life. And that's really what it's all about in the end. I truly, I truly think that for me, seen as a resource, a guide, um, a mentor is, is probably top of my list for like to accomplish career in this life. Well, thank you. That's super cool. And I'm really glad that you were able to share your story. You seem like you have a great business and you run a great team and do a lot of great things on the side and incorporate some of your specialties into your work, which I think is really inspiring. So could you tell the listeners where to find you? If you're best reached on LinkedIn, Instagram, a website, anything like that? Yeah, um, I think probably LinkedIn, where I have the biggest um, the network, and um, I able to connect people in a meaningful way. If they need resource guidance, if they just want to be part of a network, I post on LinkedIn almost every day and post things that are helpful that insightful in our industry that are design related or that are related to entrepreneurship. So they find me, um, I'm known as the design boss on LinkedIn. Um, so um, I'll give you a link for that, but they can also Google, which my name is Tamara Romeo, R-O-M-E-O is my last name. My company name is San Diego 
this design. So um, you can either Google my name or Google my company name, just the design boss and find me um, on social media. Well, thank you so much. All right, great. It was so nice chatting with you. Hey, I hope you loved this episode. If you did, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or send it to people who you would think would be interested in listening in. You can learn more about the guests in the show notes or on the Design Find Instagram. The Design Find podcast is under the Entrepreneurs Network.